Hi, so welcome back to this new series on the other side of psychoactive plant medicines. And in today's episode, I'm really excited to be speaking to a friend of mine, Nayabi, who I have actually spoken to in the New Monks podcast as well. So you can check out her episode that we did. It was quite a while ago now, but the link will be in the description. And yeah, happy to check in again with her as well since we last spoke on this podcast and um, just really dive into her experience with the plant medicines. So welcome Nayabi again to the hot seat. <laughs> it feels hot. <laughs> so um, we've already spoken before on the New Monks podcast, which was a little while ago now. And I'm sure like, I mean, we spe- speak anyway, so much has happened since then. The unraveling continues and you also started your own podcast series as well. So yeah, happy to have you here to speak on this specific topic because Basically, this is the friend that I've been speaking to for a while now about this specific topic, and we just wanted to dive in a bit deeper and to create this series and speak to other people as well. Yeah, it's really good to be back. Thank you for having me back. It's quite funny actually because when I um I have rewatched a little while ago the episode that we did together, the podcast, and that was the first podcast I'd ever done. It was like my first. Um, my first step of, of of starting to speak out and I look back at that podcast and I'm like wow look how much fear I was still in even at that moment when I was being prepared to sort of start start speaking about stuff I could still see there was so much fear there was so much that I was wasn't ready to say or share with people so yeah it's been quite the journey um, for all of us but yeah it's definitely been quite the journey for myself as well so yeah mm-hmm. thank you for having me back. I forgot that was your first podcast because I remember and I know exactly what you mean. It's it takes it's like step by step we're able to just fully be open, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, definitely a process. <laughs> yeah, and it's difficult sometimes because some of the things that you know we come to recognize is quite hard for other people to hear. I think. Yeah, it is, and I think that and that mm-hmm. is the price. The more we go through our processes, uh, and the more we start to come out the other side, the more we're actually able to you know acknowledge the, the the truth because you know we've been we've been we've been like surrounded this this sphere of lies for such a long time so the truth can sometimes be quite um quite challenging to hear it can be painful you know but as I say it's when we when we start to truly acknowledge the truth um and start to surrender to the truth that the truth can no longer cause us pain uh because we're acknowledging it but yeah it, 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 it's it's a process getting there because we have been we have all this sphere of lies for such a long time and it's what we've it's what we've built our our whole lives on our identities on you know our egos uh, you know that, that that's what that's what our ego knows so yeah breaking it down can be tough but it but we have to go there that's part of the ascension process mm, so true and uh amazing that you could uh, recognize how much you've grown as well since the last podcast I love that <laughs> <laughs> a lot and it took a lot of work to get me on that podcast in the first place and then there's like how many you know how, how much further I've come mm. since then as well but yeah we're, we're all going through it you know it's what mm. we're doing right now yeah and then speaking about difficult topics <laughs> yeah here we go <laughs> yeah I feel like this one is also it's quite a um, delicate process really yeah it's yeah so you know I've said it in the other episode as well and in the intro you know the purpose really is just to bring another aspect to this uh topic really 
and not to cancel and shame or anything like that at all yeah it's just to to talk about it you know to talk about something to bring different levels of awareness into the consciousness to um to move different ideas into the collective consciousness so we can all grow and expand into that but yeah as you say it's not to cancel anything it's not to tell anybody they're doing anything wrong or mm. anything like that it is literally just to to, to to bring this awareness into the field so that people can start to think about it differently thinking about something for themselves mm. um because obviously you know I, I, i'm assuming your audience knows we're talking about ayahuasca so i'll go straight in with that i know we haven't mentioned the word yet i love it <laughs> <laughs> but it's become you know it's become such a uh, a big part of the awakening you know it's like what, what do people do they start to awaken into the spiritual field oh drink ayahuasca because it's become so commonplace now you know it was it was in it was back in 2012 that I drank ayahuasca for the first time um just as I was like quitting my job as a stockbroker and just that that was the real start of my awakening process so it was 2012 I drank I was traveling in South and Central America, broke up with my boyfriend, my long-term boyfriend, and I was literally just looking for a um, like a two-week retreat to get me off the get me off the traveling circuit, uh, and um, just to get me away from like you know just to, just to be able to heal. And what kept coming up I was in Peru at the time that we broke up, and what kept coming up <laughs> me was uh, every time I looked, it's like ayahuasca, ayahuasca, and it it had been coming me for me for a while. But and what, the point I was going to make with that was that I actually, until I until I started traveling, I didn't, I'd never heard of ayahuasca. In 2012, mm. it wasn't what it is now in the Western world. Like people, some people knew about it, but it wasn't what it is now. And so I feel very lucky and privileged to have been there at the earliest, the earlier stages of that. I mean, I, I mean, ayahuasca has been around for a very long time, much longer than that. But in terms of it coming into into the West and into you know being popularized, yeah, feel very yeah, so grateful that I got to experience it at that time um, when it wasn't so well known, it wasn't popularized, and therefore hadn't been hijacked, which is what we're going to be speaking about today. And um, because I got to have those experiences um, when things were, yeah, a lot a lot cleaner in the energetic field whereas now when somebody's waking up or when many people are waking up because this has become popularized as i said before it's the it's, it's the first thing that people are turning to um without the knowledge or understanding of some of the the dangers that now exist in that world and that's you know that's the hijacking that we're going to speak about today mm. i mean it is fascinating how popular it is now it's it really just boomed <laughs> Yeah, it did. It's um, you know, I think we've we've spoken before on what what I always say, and I know I know you speak about this as well, is that you know the number one um, you know, the, the 101 of any spiritual awakening now, it shouldn't be drinking ayahuasca, it shouldn't be taking medicine, it shouldn't be going you know, doing healing, it should be um developing your intuition because the whole spiritual field has become hijacked. This is part of as we go through this ascension process. You know, we see it across everything. You know, those of us who are waking up from the darkness, you know, that we've been living in for a long time, and we start to see the dark, ugly truth. Um, you know, you know, might move into the truth of field, or maybe move into the spiritual field. But you know, those that are against the ascension, they're very high, highly enlightened beings. You know, I say highly enlightened. They're very high. Uh, maybe not so enlightened, but they're very high, you know, they, intelligent. They, yeah. yeah, they're like 11th dimension. They're, they're, they're way higher than what we are right now. So they're clever and they know what they're doing and they know how to hijack the ascension. And this is what they're trying to do. 
So they're hijacking the the truth of communities by by infiltrating the truth of communities by you know yes putting truth in there but also bringing lies in as well this, this, this truth in lies and lies in truth that is so intertwined and it's happening across the whole spiritual community as well not just ayahuasca that the whole community is being hijacked and it's something that we really need to be aware of it's not an attack on any particular shaman or healing or medicine or anything like that it's just that we as we go through this ascension process we have to be aware of the hijacking mm. that is happening um, and with something like ayahuasca, it's such an easy hijack for them because ayahuasca is this is a beautiful sacred medicine, which I just really want to acknowledge that I honor and respect this medicine and the journey that I've been on with it and, and, and the growth that I have received from it. Um, but, you know, as 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 a medicine that opens us up to to higher realms to the fourth dimension um, that allows us to have these psycho psychedelic psychoactive experiences um you know many of us have been searching for these experiences for our lives through the use of of drugs we either um we, we take things like pills you know ecstasy mdma um ketamine etc to have the experience because we know there's something more so we have we take we take drugs to to um, open to something more and when we find that we can't always be in that reality of you know that higher reality that does exist but we're in this this lower this lower density reality when we find we can't always be in that higher reality we take drugs like cocaine or alcohol to numb us from that to dumb us down to desensitize us and this has become the norm of our reality so we have uh, we naturally as, as as humans we have I say naturally we've been conditioned <laughs> to have a lot of um a lot of addictions to many different things in life and drugs are one of those addictions that we have so when we are unhealed from taking from the addictions to taking drugs or the, you know the need as to, as to why we're taking the drugs it's not the mm. drug itself it's 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 what's going on inside of us yeah that we think you know that we have that addiction for so when that is unhealed, which it is for so many people, when that's yeah. unhealed, it's 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 so common. Like we're all we're all so addicted common. to something, you know. It's uh, I've I've been on a really long journey to work on my addictions, and I've, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much there. But it's it's taken a long time. So mm. you know, we're all we're all addicted to something at some point, and so something like ayahuasca, because people often move into taking it when they're not they haven't healed their addiction to drugs it becomes a very easy hijack for the darker forces to be able to come in and manipulate what's going on in the in the ayahuasca you know in the ayahuasca circles so for example something like something i always say is where addictions exist entities persist so if you're somebody who drinks alcohol takes drugs has sex addictions gambling addictions whatever that may be they're unhealed and you go into an ayahuasca circle you're taking those entities with you we all have entities this is this is normal uh hopefully it's not going to be so much in the you know as we move into the new world but you know in the dimension that we're currently in uh with the in the fear-based society that we currently live in addiction um entities exist within all of us so we go into the we go into we go to drink we go into ceremony with these with these entities attached to us and that's okay if you're drinking with 
um, you know, uh, a, a shaman who has trained their whole life for this, who has, you know, developed their own, um, has been on their own journey, who has healed them, healed and mastered their own addictions and everything else. You know, somebody who is, you know, is a, what I'm going to call a genuine shaman. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go into a circle to drink with them, that they know how to hold space for, for ayahuasca. So we go, we drink, we, we drink with these shamans. Their number one, the number one role of a shaman, uh, an ayahuasca shaman, is to make sure that the that the space is held, that the energy is clear and clean, and that anything that is trying to come in to that to that ceremony is being held back. As we open up by drinking ayahuasca and we move into fourth dimension or move into the astral realm, there's a lot, there's a lot of amazing, incredible stuff in the fourth dimension, but there's a lot of dark stuff there as well. There's a lot of heavy energies that exist there. The number one role of the shaman is to hold that back, is to make sure it doesn't come into the space. Hmm. What we're having, what we're seeing now, um, and this isn't an attack um, on any on any individual. Um, but what we're seeing now is what I call this is going to sound like an attack because, because of what I call them. <laughs> <laughs> but I call them have a go shamans. It's just a name that is just <laughs> that I've just said for, for, yeah, for many love it. now. Um, so we have these have a go shamans who know how to serve the medicine, but they don't know how to hold the space for it. This yeah. is a, a weekend of training. This is not even, you know, a month of training. This is this is intense work because it's not just about being trained to hold space. It's about being in your own space, in your own clean energy field, as I said before, mastering your addictions, you know, um, being on that deep journey into self. It's it's so much more that is needed than just a month's training somewhere. And this is what we're seeing happening a lot at the moment. We're getting more and more of these have-a-go shamans coming through and more and more people are drinking with these have-a-go shamans and the space is not being held correctly. Um, And what I think, what I believe is happening is um, people are going into these spaces to drink with the the have-a-go shamans and we're getting dark, dark energies and entities and beings that are coming through into that space they're working through the shamans or the have a go shamans because these shamans do not know how to protect themselves they're drinking they're going into ceremony week after week month after month unprotected and they're allowing unbeknown to themselves but they are allowing some really dark dark things to access them and they don't know that they're, you know, they, they think they're doing, they think they're doing the right thing. You know, they're coming into, they're coming into this space, they're serving this beautiful sacred medicine. They think they're doing the right thing by their communities and the people who are coming in and sitting and drinking with them. They're not, they're not aware that these darker energies are coming through and manipulating them. And so then the people who are going and drinking with them um, aren't protected. They're also receiving messages which they believe are through the plant medicine itself, but there's these dark energies that are coming through and maybe telling them that they're a shaman, that that they're a healer, that they're this, that they're that, and they should go and 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 train to be, you know, a medicine man or woman. And then they're getting directed to train at low level um, training centers where they're not actually receiving what they should be receiving. And then this, what I'm calling the ayahuasca hijack, it's perpetuating because we're seeing more and more of these untrained have-a-go shamans serving medicine and then we're seeing more and more people waking up 
um, and seeing ayahuasca as the thir first thing that they should do in terms of their ascension process. And so they're being drawn to go vibrationally. They're a match for the have a go shamans rather than the the, the, the real shamans because they're they're just waking up for the first time. You know, they're still they're still in there. Yes. So much healing to do. They've, they've still got their their addictions, their entities attached. They've yeah. still got all this stuff that so they're vibrationally matching with the have a go shamans. And it's a freaking minefield out there now. Like this yeah. wasn't how it was when I first started drinking, um, but it is now. And so we have to be really, really conscious and aware of that. And as I said at the beginning, um, the 101 of any spiritual awakening awakening should be developing and training our intuition so that we can use our intuition and our discernment throughout this process. Um, it used to be that I said, um, you know, just be really, really careful with who you're drinking with, like choose your shaman wisely. But I personally feel that it's got to a point now where the hijacking has got so, so much, it's so ingrained that I actually feel we need to start stepping away from the medicine altogether, which is a big and bold statement yeah. <laughs> on that I thought I'd be making because I honour and respect the medicine so much and I honour and respect, um, you know, the journey that the medicine takes us on. But I think it's just, it's got to the stage now where to, you know, that it, I just think the hijackings run so deep that we that we need to start looking at moving away from it. I'll go more <laughs> into that in a second, but... Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, yes yeah, so interesting you said so much here and um I also just wanted to affirm what you were saying about the intuition and because we have spoken about this before like that is it's definitely this is what I find really interesting because I think when I I stumbled into it on my path I already had so much um of a foundation you know and this yeah. intuition and connecting to yourself is so important and I feel like it, it always comes down to the foundation. It's like the, the basic, the basics, which is literally connecting with yourself. And then um, I just, I didn't realize that, like, you know, the world of psychedelics and plant medicine was like an avenue into the, the spiritual realm or whatever you want to call it, you know? But then I just, yeah, realized that, that there's a whole thing going on there with that. But again, it's one of those things that's like, you don't need to, you don't have to do it that way you know what I mean it's, and I feel like sometimes it, it it's blown out into this big way that this is the only this is the only way that you can and it's just not true you know it's not and and that's that's what I was actually going to when I talk about stepping away from it because I know that's a really as I said a really big bold statements make and, and will probably piss a lot of people off as well <laughs> people, especially you know people who are on their journey right now but this is the thing right when I say this it surprised me when it came through myself as well. But I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's sit with that. Let's 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 sit with what that means. But um, you know, we're all on our journeys and everyone's at different levels of their journey and we're all going through our processes. So when I'm when I'm saying like I think we need to start to step away from it, this is not me saying to anybody, right, don't do it. You know, if you do it, you're wrong and this is bad and you know, step away now. It's not about that. It's about bringing this, as I said right at the beginning, they're bringing this this consciousness into the field so that like you just said just then like people who are people who are waking up for the first time it's like oh ayahuasca that's 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 what you have to do first it's starting to bring information into the field so that that people when they do start to come and say oh maybe it's not what I have to do first maybe there are other ways and maybe I do need to sit and think about this a little bit more um or for people who are already deeply in their ayahuasca journey 
who are still respecting and honoring that and having you know um, a powerful time with that but who might start to at some point feel something's not feeling right anymore something's a bit icky or I was working with that shaman and, and it felt dark or I was aware of this dark energy that was there whilst I was drinking or I've gone through this dark night of the soul after and it feels like really freaking dark is it meant to be this dark no it's not like yes. you, know, you know this is the yes. thing so many people now are having these dark nights yes. in the soul which yeah. they think a result of the medicine and it's not I'm not saying we, we people won't have a dark night of the soul off the back of ayahuasca that part of the point of ayahuasca is to to send you into that that place into your shadow to look at that stuff but it's meant to be done with love and support and compassion and that evolution that growth I'm not saying it's not hard and difficult but I'm seeing people going into ceremony who've been in a really good place and they're coming out and they're like broken versions of themselves and there's no support for them afterwards mm. and it's going through really dark journeys which when I'm looking at them going like that is not the journey that that ayahuasca wanted to send you on that's the journey that that, that, that's from these dark energies that are now manipulating and controlling you that, that people are being poisoned by these dark energies by by shamans who don't know how, how to hold space and who've, who've actually taken on these dark energies themselves they're working through them unbeknownst to themselves again it's not an attack they don't know themselves yeah they think they're doing good themselves you know but yeah. it's kind of, and people are being poisoned in ceremony not just ayahuasca it's across you know different medicines as well they're being poisoned in ceremony by these dark energies and they 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 assume especially those who are drinking for the first time they're assuming that this is normal that this is yes and it's not yeah. and that's that's what that's the reason when, when i'm starting to we're, we're having these conversations and even you know we're having these conversations to say this isn't normal start yes. to have awareness but as people go through their journeys and maybe start to feel oh something's not right yeah and then sort of tap into what we're bringing in here yeah. maybe it's time to step away so it's not about saying everybody like listen step away now it's bringing it into the collective consciousness as a new understanding mm. people because when we bring something into the collective consciousness it starts to build more strength more stealth um so the energy of of more and more people talking about this and recognizing this and bringing it into that that space of the collective consciousness it has more stealth it has more strength and people can start to be naturally pulled in the direction of moving away from it rather than being you know like we're trying to force people to make a decision now it's more of an energetic movement mm. that will naturally take place the more people start to speak about this mm, love that yeah um i feel like there's a yeah unwrap unpacking here with a few different things and I de I have definitely felt that this this weird really really dark energy in my ceremonies as well and I feel like it it took me to get to a stage where because you know you were saying about the addictions and everything if you are at that level where you have these addictions and I don't know a certain level of awareness you won't necessarily recognize the darkness that's coming in do you know what I mean? Because it's kind of where you are. <laughs> Absolutely. But as soon as you are able to, you know, move past it and um, grow on your own journey, then it becomes really obvious. And then you can start feeling and you're then it, and then it's not normal anymore because you're na not natural state of being is not there. So and what you said here is so true because I noticed that as well. It was like it was just felt like this is what it's supposed to be like. 
But then it's like, hold on a minute. What if it isn't? Like, what is this? And obviously there is a level where, okay, yeah, take the lesson. What what is it showing you? You know what I mean? But then that's kind of not what we're talking about. Yeah, because like you say, divinity runs through everything. So there's, I always say all roads lead to Rome. You've got the short and sweet roads, you've got the long and treacherous roads, and you've got all the roads in between. So if people are drinking ayahuasca and they are being affected in the way that we're talking about, at the end of the day, that road's still going to lead to Rome. You're still going to get to where you need to be. There is going to be the learning, the growth, the evolution through it. I always talk about, say, something like false light. You know, false light is a vehicle to ascension because um, because there's, there's still so much truth in the in the falsehoods and you know there's 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 more light in false light than there is in the darkness that we've come from so we still grow through that that false light it's still part of the evolutionary process the ascension process and ayahuasca whether we're having the the good experiences or bad experiences it's still a, a process of evolution but it's like it could be that certainly right now the way things are going in in with with this 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 beautiful sacred medicine that I have so much respect for but the way things are going with it with the hijacking that's taking place it is now leading to people to walk on a much more treacherous long mm. treacherous path to to get to Rome you know rather mm. than um, and able to go the other ways but the divinity it runs for everything so there's no there's no wrong or right in anything you know nothing's black or white there's there's such a spectrum of colors that runs through everything um but as i say it's the bringing of the awareness that that maybe the road that you're that you're choosing to walk right now has become more treacherous than mm. than what it was previously um yeah so interesting and then even what you were saying about the shamans because i feel like even i mean i don't know yeah just gonna put this out there <laughs> even someone who has trained their whole life you know i feel like it's still this you know like you were saying their role is to protect space from this you know those energies but somehow I feel like even with that those people sometimes it still comes through you know what I mean well they're not I mean like, this is yeah it's, it's, it's a tough one to say because I don't want to offend <laughs> don't want to yeah. offend like shamans who've you know spent their whole life um you know their whole life in training but I've drunk with different different shamans and I've drunk with the, the the shaman I mentioned in Peru there was incredible mm. he was amazing I have full respect for him but I've drunk with other real shamans who I have not felt safe with I have not felt the space the space being held with I felt their ego being very strong coming through um and there is you know when I was in Peru um I was where the, the place that I drank in um it was run by an American guy uh so it was a Peruvian shaman but the center itself was run by an American guy and because he had obviously access into um you know the American market so to speak for people to come and drink his his center was was more popular or more well known than some of the other centers that were around and there was a lot of jealousy from the other shamans around the fact that he was getting more people coming in and they were putting black magic onto mm-hmm. his center and that's something that I, I, I from what I understand is, is, is reasonably common yes. in that space as well so it's it not good you know it's not all good even yeah. with uh, the well-trained you know somebody's putting black magic on somebody else 
that is not a high level of consciousness and that is not a space that I want to be sat in. Now, in 2012, I was sat in that space without question because, you know, I was like, I was called to ayahuasca and I was at the very, very early stages of my journey, having just left my, you know, my my career as a stockbroker and being very, very sick and just being like, oh, somebody help me. <laughs> you know, I just I just need help. And ayahuasca is what naturally came. I said, I didn't I didn't know I hadn't heard of it before, but I would have. I did still happily sit in that space knowing that black magic had been spoken about but obviously as we've said the more you go on your journey as you mentioned there the more you go on your journey the more you evolve the, the higher your vibration becomes the lighter you become yeah conscious you become the more you sort of go oh yes <laughs> yeah. yeah totally <laughs> That's and that's exactly what we're speaking about here is just to bring that into the consciousness so that people who yeah. aren't haven't reached that part yet because they're still at the early parts of their journey can start to just have a bit of an awareness that mm, yeah. something more that you need to think about here. Yeah, that is that that was exactly it. All of a sudden you look back and you're like, hang on a minute, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, this the black magic thing is common, it's very common. But it's again, it's one of the things just because it's normal doesn't mean that it's normal. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't mean it's right. So it's just yeah. it's, it's awareness. This is, you know, we're all going through our process yeah. and our journeys at different stages. And there are some people who are, you know, some people were born to be leaders of this ascension process. So, you know, there are those of us who who were woken up early, who went through our processes earlier, our journeys earlier. We did that. So that we could then, you know, um, mm. you know, be a leader of the ascension process. And just to clarify, a, you know, a leader being a leader of the ascension process is not the same as being a leader of the old world, where it's totalitarian dictator, dictate, dictate, dictate. How do you say that? <laughs> totalitarian <laughs> dictatorial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dictatorial. Yeah, telling people how they should live their lives. Being a leader of the of the, of the new world of the ascension process, there are many people leading the way in this ascension process and we lead the way by being the best possible versions of ourselves by doing the work and going on the journey to be the best possible version of ourselves um, so that we can inspire other people to be the best possible version of themselves and by doing that we bring that we bring the new way of being into the collective consciousness as well and as I mentioned when enough enough of the of the leaders of the ascension are, are bringing that into the collective consciousness it really helps the energetic field to speed up so that people who are you know maybe at the earlier stages as they're waking up and going for their journey they can be pulled qu more quickly into that energy into that collective consciousness that has been created by those who have gone before them so to speak mm. and on that note there is something that I would like to say on that because one thing that you know when when it first came through me of um you know we should start moving away from from drinking ayahuasca one of my challenging thoughts to my own self was or argumentative thoughts to my own self was yeah but like is it fair to take away that experience from somebody of, mm. of like, you know this 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 awakening that literally goes wow we're connecting to this to this to, to the fourth dimension which which many people have not knowingly had access to in this life but the thing is it is a birthright of every single one of us to be able to access those higher levels of consciousness the higher realms the astral realm etc etc it is our birthright to be able to access that but through our conditioning uh our training you know all of that kind of in the world that we've the very dense world that we've been lived we've been um, born into 
for many, they've had that um, that that birthright taken away from them. It's been, I say, it's been deconditioned. We've been taught that our our imagination is just our imagination, and if anyone does happen to see anything, you know, beyond what what is what is deemed as normal imagination, then you're deemed as as crazy or what have you. So, you know, a lot of people have had that have had that birthright taken away from them. Now, I didn't, I, I, I'm, I'm a dream weaver, so I am able to access those, those realms um, very easily through the dream state and have done for my whole life. But I used to, I used to push it away because I was like, I'm crazy. <laughs> it's like, you know, if I'm seeing more, you know, that heart, that more than this, um, this physical realm, I'm bonkers, I'm crazy, something wrong with me, it's my imagination, what's, you know, all that kind of stuff. But that has been there for me for my, my whole life. Um, and I use drugs, I used to push push my natural ability to to access those realms away but would use drugs to access them because that was normal that that you know everyone else is doing that everyone else is accessing through drugs so that's normal um the point being is that uh, what i just said there about those of us who is those of us who are maybe um and there are many leading the way through this ascension process who are going into these spaces first we are bringing all of this into the collective consciousness so all all of the people who have already drunk ayahuasca, who have had these experiences of accessing higher realms, have brought that into the collective consciousness. Dreamweavers like myself, who are already accessing those higher realms, were bringing it into the collective consciousness. Those who can meditate and, you know, um, connect into those 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 higher realms, were bringing it into the collective consciousness. So at some point, uh, it gotcha. happens where ayahuasca isn't needed anymore yes. to bring you to to allow you to access those those levels of consciousness because it is in the collective consciousness. Yeah. And we're already seeing people like as a dream weaver. It's something obviously I, I, I speak about dreams a lot, or hear hear people speaking about dreams a lot. And I'm hearing even even just over this last um, the, the eclipse, there were so many people who were talking about having lucid, vivid dreams yes. that they experienced before. It's because yeah. people are being activated, That's and so that, that natural activation is coming from the collective consciousness because those who've already mm -hmm. been there have brought it in so whilst yes you know uh you know some people are still going to want to experience going through ayahuasca but it, we, we are going to get to a point where we can remove that medicine and still have the capacity to connect to those to those le those levels of consciousness yeah. and something else like something just to remind the viewers of ayahuasca is it, it's an it's a I, I say it's a, it's a third and fourth dimensional medicine. So we are moving to fifth dimension. The humanity is moving to fifth dimension. We're moving from third to fifth dimension. Humanity as a whole. That's where we, we want humanity to get to fifth dimension so that we can rise above the dark timelines of the, the AI, COVID stuff, the paedophilia, all of that kind of stuff. We're looking to rise above that by getting humanity to fifth. But we have the capacity to keep going to higher dimensions, you know, like 12, 13 dimension, 12, 13th dimension. And that is a journey that we can choose to go on in this lifetime, or we can choose to, to stay in fifth. Whatever anybody's journey is, is their own, and you know, it's their own choice. Um, but ayahuasca is 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 a lower vibration, it's a lower dimension than than, than where we're looking to go to. So ayahuasca is a beautiful, beautiful sacred medicine that is helping to ignite us it's helping to awaken us to inspire us to to activate us 
into those higher levels of consciousness, but it is not the higher level of consciousness itself. We are. So we go and we drink the medicine to be activated, inspired to, to, to receive the messages. But we then have to go on that journey. We take that higher. Mm. Ayahuasca, we're not meant to be drinking ayahuasca over and over and over again. <laughs> we receive the message and then we embody the message. We mm. get called back again later on, maybe, once we've embodied the, the message. But to go back week after week, month after month, and continually be drinking this medicine, we're not we're not really receiving the message. We're not embodying the message. We're just going back and asking for more, asking for more. But we need to really embody what mm. it is that she's teaching us in the first place. And then we take ourselves above and beyond the medicine. And you know, ayahuasca as a sacred um conscious um medicine she knows this she's not going to be offended by this I, I, you know, other people I've, I've seen other people get offended on ayahuasca's behalf <laughs> when i talk about this but ayahuasca's not going to get offended by this she knows who she is she knows what she's here to do she's mm. here to activate inspire uh awaken our consciousness but mm. she's not here to hold our hand mm. after week mm. month after month year after year throughout our entire lives that is not what she's here to do it's an experience we have and then we grow and we move we move we move, move oh yeah i love what you're saying i think mm -hmm. so first of all um basically you were saying that you were wondering if it was going to stop people from having that experience but it's not because ultimately we can have that experience basically naturally and because other people are bringing it into our collective consciousness the possibility is there and i feel like that's also really important which ties into what you said next is basically realizing the tool that it is and what it is for because i think a lot of time people go into someone like you say you just do it oh it's calling let's go fine follow your intuition but again it's like hang on what are we doing here and why you know <laughs> so then yeah. it's like exactly what you were describing there this um this tool it can open the doors but take the message you know this yeah. is you have to walk through you, you have to you have to use your own legs and walk through the door you know you don't ask ayahuasca to 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 you know move your leg for you it's, mm. it's you know, yes like you said a great analogy she opens the door but you have to walk through it yeah um, that's your journey to go on and and uh, you know i feel like if 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 ayahuasca keeps calling you back Mm. ayahuasca has you know if the medicine has its grips in you and keeps calling you back over and over again you have to ask yourself what has its grips in the medicine because mm. i do not believe that this is ayahuasca who is calling you back week after week or month after month there's yeah. something darker that is running through that wants wants you coming back over and over again that wants to manipulate your energy that wants to harvest mm. your energy that wants to poison you with its darkness um to get you following the path that you know that the path that the darkness wants you to take or the more of a false light type type situation yeah feeling that you're feeling that you're you know you're, you're walking a spiritual path mm -hmm. you know you're, you're taking ayahuasca mm -hmm. it's medicine it's spiritual it's all good but you know there's there's so much more we, we, we we've got to stop externalizing and looking for things outside oh ourselves. yeah you know, it's ayahuasca totally. looking to get us back to to, to our mm -hmm. inner world but if we keep drinking it, then that's externalizing, you know, we, yes. we uh, what's within us. It's so interesting. And even what you were saying about the darkness, that's another thing of just 
acknowledging that it's it's very real what's happening the false light everything you know and it's okay as well it's not like ah. <laughs> yeah totally okay. this is this is actually what what one of the things i really talk about as well is um with, you know, i mentioned earlier false light you know it's part yeah. The essential process of vehicle to ascension we have to accept it as such because it is there and you know all these traps have been laid for us by those who do not want us to ascend so as we go as we you know work our way through those traps we are ascending through them right um but the moment of real transcendence comes when we acknowledge the, the the existence of true light in our experience when we acknowledge that a medicine is no longer serving us doesn't mean that it hasn't served us up until now yes that's true in growth you know like i said so, so, so it might have been a hard road it might have been an easy road but whatever way we went the growth still exists the growth exists and the evolution mm. exists with the false light practices as well um but the problem is we we identify with the things that we don't say so we That's identify so with ayahuasca we identify with all the different medicines the titles we've received the the channelings that we've either done ourselves or heard from somebody else and identified with we're identifying with all of these different things wherever we identify the ego gets involved yeah and this is where tricky <laughs> especially yeah. if you've already just been through a, you know or, or you know say just been through it was potentially 10 years earlier that you went through a powerful awakening where you know the whole world had to crash around your, your ass because you you know we've seen the dark ugly truth and we're like oh my god what have I mean what, what what's this world I've been living in and our egos had to crash then our whole world had to crash our identities have crashed and that was you know it's a very if anyone who's been through an awakening like that it's a very very difficult process to go through but what we need to remember and I think this is something that people um don't realize a lot there there isn't just one awakening we awaken over and over and over again some are massive and some are small but there's a we're constantly awakening so mm-hmm. it can be very challenging for somebody who's been through that big awakening and watched everything crash and their egos crash. They've picked themselves up, they've rebuilt themselves, and they've rebuilt themselves in this in this spiritual community. Yes, not their medicines, and they've they've become a healer and whatever else it, it may be. You know, I include myself in this, of course, as well. You know, but so 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 our egos our egos become strong again, and we're identifying with all of that. And then somebody comes in and says yeah but that medicine you're drinking it's it's hijacked now and you know that 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 um you know that spiritual um teaching that you've been looking at and yes false light you know that is really really freaking hard for people Mm. to take so what happens at that point is people's people's egos take a hold they refuse to acknowledge the you know the experience of you know the the um like false light being part of their experience or they refuse to acknowledge that maybe that beautiful medicine that has brought them so much growth is now being hijacked uh, and they get stuck in that place but the truth the moment of transcendence is when you can say okay I acknowledge it I acknowledge that false light exists I acknowledge that there's been false light in my experience I acknowledge that the medicine that I've been drinking maybe isn't as beneficial for me as it it was before or that it has been hijacked I acknowledge it and I'm prepared to let it go um, you know in my bid to connect solely with the true light and it's like it's in that moment that true transcendence takes place 
and you have to be you know at that moment you have to be ready and willing and able to let go of all of those things that you identify with you have to be ready and willing to allow the ego to to be smashed again um but by doing that that is when you can transcend into into mm. the truth into the true light and as i say you do it with that that open heart and that gratitude for all that your journey has brought you the good the bad and the ugly the, the, yeah. false, the darkness all of it you know because it's all part of the ascension process it's all yeah. part of our ability yeah. um, to transcend and that's what we're here to do so, yeah yeah, so yeah let, the, let the ego go on this subject like let it go it's hard i'm not i'm, I'm not saying it's it's not because we women you know, with those who have you know received so much um growth and abundance and evolution from the medicine are going to find it hard to hear this i would have heard it hard to hear myself speaking right now a few years ago you know if you told me you know i've, I've said for, for a very long time you know choose your shaman wisely but if you told me that i'd start to be talking in this way of like we, we need to start moving away and you know it's being deeply hijacked i i my ego would have been offended because i had so much growth from the medicine um but you know we're not here to serve our ego we're here to mm. serve our soul to serve humanity to to grow and transcend so yeah we we yeah we, we need to start letting the ego go and, mm. and recognizing that you know our, our identity is not what what medicine we've drunk or you know what 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 the journey is that we've been on um our, you know our identity is you know is who we truly are inside so yeah mm. the people that we're becoming yeah through the journeys that we've been on yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah I think that's yeah a few, few things that you said um obviously being grateful for the process anyway and yeah like actually being grateful for what you have learned because I think sometimes it's very easy to just cancel and go no but as you said no we take it all with us and yeah. really what it is I think from this conversation is that it's just heightening discernment even more tuning in to feeling what are these energies and you know you know what you were saying earlier about the entities and everything as well I kind of wanted to unpack that a bit so because I feel like yeah that is obviously just something that is very real obviously not many people know that but then yeah. the, so the entities and you also said earlier about um yeah the dimension that is open to us when we take the plant medicines because like you said it's not just ayahuasca you know yeah. it, it's all, it's the dimensional thing again this is something that's very unclear not many people talk about you know where's the clarity with that and then also what you were saying with you know we're going to the fifth dimension obviously this is the process so when you know that then you can you know act accordingly as well <laughs> this is true <laughs> yeah so yeah the entity thing I feel like this is such a big 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 thing for us now you know like moving forwards so um yeah do you want to just explain what what they are like in yeah. your eyes yeah yeah sure so we look at I, I tend to umbrella everything under entities, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, anything that's dark energy is an entity. Um, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna separate it because what we have is we have entities which are kind of lost lost souls or dark you know energy that's that's developed a consciousness of its own, and they uh, entities feed on our insecurities on our fears on our worries you know all of that kind of stuff our addictions as i said earlier now entities themselves that they're, they're bothersome but they're not 
they're not the they're not the end of the world. I think people when people hear they you know there's end, um, that we have these entities that are feeding, they can get a bit like scared or panicked or whatever, which is only going to feed the entity more. So so we don't want to do that. Um, but entities like we've we've all had them for our whole lives and you know many many lives before that because every um, anything that's unhealed from a previous life we bring back we bring through into the next life to be able to work on healing it in in the next life as well. So these entities are just they're there you know babies have entities it's you know it's it's quite scary to to think that but you know babies are born with their with their past life um you know but they're, they're, they're still a soul they're the soul of of everything that they've ever been so they bring through um the fears the insecurities that they that they have uh from previous lives as well so even even children even babies have entities um and it's just it just it just is it, it, it just it, that, that just happens so we all have them i call them like our own personal demons if you like um now they're bothersome um and but the more we do our healing the more we let go of them you know mm -hmm. if, if you if you heal an addiction then mm -hmm. those addictive spirits and entities they can't feed on that addiction anymore but they are bothersome in the fact that when you're trying you know if you have an addiction they're very much like mm. drink more take more drugs do more of this feed me more feed me more so we have a lot of that so they can be it can be challenging when they're when we have these entities around us because it can be very difficult to heal the things that we're trying to heal or let go of the addictions that we're trying to to let go of because they're they're trying to 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 be to, to be fed more they want you know they want more of that 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 fearful energy or that addictive energy so we have those entities uh but we also have um the other thing that i speak about is um it's more like a spirit invasion so these are i mentioned earlier we've got some of these uh beings these higher beings um that don't want us to ascend some of them can be up to like the 11th dimension like high level high level dimension so they're very high level beings they're they're very clever very intellectual they probably know a lot more about the universe than, than we in our current state of being know so they are they are the things that are more dangerous to us like the entities you know, mm. there are demons that we've always had mm. and you know they'll, they'll disappear there is an unfortunate thing of people not knowing um what to do with the entities when they're being healed so they're being released and this is what we're seeing a lot of as well at the moment through the ascension processes people are doing their healing the entities are getting released but they're not being they're not being sent anywhere so they're just floating around the, the the ether looking for somebody else to feed on so this is why again it's becoming more and more dangerous in the um ayahuasca yeah. ceremonies yeah. because they're just they're just there looking for a host yeah. um you know, looking for somebody else to to attach to mm -hmm. uh but yeah we have the the, the high level like um a, a sort of spirit uh, I can't remember what I call those, but spirit invasion, where these are like high level, high level beings that are trying to stop us ascending. So they are the ones that are coming through and working through the have a go shamans through the healers so it's because it's, it's not just medicine again it's like normal healing um mm. it's channeling there's, there's so many different things that doesn't mean that every healer is channeling something bad that every channeler is channeling something bad like you say about the cancel you know the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. culture there's 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 many incredible beings that people are channeling um, that, you know, that are genuinely coming through for our, you know, for the good of our ascension. But there are those that are coming through that don't want us to ascend, as I said. Um, and so they are coming through um, in the, you know, they're, they're working through the have a go shamans. Um, and yeah, they are really, really quite, quite dangerous because they're, they're very clever. They're very dark. They're very strong. 
um, and they are out and out here to to screw with our ascension process to mm. screw process to confuse us to confuse us to trick us yeah exactly and this that's what we've both said so many times this is where we have to move back to our discernment where we have to train our intuition because when you do that you can tell you, you can, can tell it. you can feel it you can sense mm. it something doesn't sound right something yeah. doesn't sit right it's like something's off yeah. you can tell but if you haven't trained your intuition mm. and discernment and if you haven't listened to conversations like this so you don't know that the spiritual um community has been hijacked you're just going to take everything that anyone said at face value a channel has channeled it therefore it must be true this person's a healer therefore they're going to heal me but yeah we have to we, we really really have to mm. be aware now that this this hijacking is very very real yeah we totally have to we have to train on intuition we have yeah to yeah and um so the way i understand the entity as well they're like it's kind of like lost souls who didn't yeah. pass over when they died so it's kind of like they attach onto is it like physically in your body but also like your energy body yeah on your is in your energy body yeah so for example if uh if a soul um who's passed on is uh, say they uh, still have addictions so you know alcohol alcoholism or drugs or anything like that um if they still have those addictions they will want to attach to people who have those addictions because it because the energy of the person in yeah. the physical addiction will feed their own addiction energetically as well so yeah. you'll find you know there'll, there'll be if, if if you go to a well the party scene is a is a is the perfect one to talk about you know um and i'm you know i've parted for probably 30 years i'm you know i'm, I'm it's only this year that i've just been like no more and actually the last couple of week, weeks i've actually been like oh i can go to a party so believe me i'm not judging parties anyone who goes to a party or anything like that it's it's, it's been in my blood for, for i'd say about 30 years um but you know, when, when people are at parties, they're taking drugs, they're drinking alcohol. There's a, there's usually a reason for people taking drugs and alcohol that goes above and beyond just wanting to have fun. Yes, we all want to have fun, but it is possible for us to do that without drugs and alcohol, um, especially when we've, you know, done the, the healing in ourselves. I've been um, sober now for four years and I think I stopped taking drugs maybe six years ago or something like that and was still going to parties and still having a great time sober. Had to do a lot of healing in myself to get me there you know to be, to be able to be in that environment um without the use of drugs and alcohol um so yeah but of course there is an element of yeah we you know we want to have fun we want to get out of our head but why are we getting out of our head why do we need to get out of our head there's a reason for that right so we all we all have, we all have it we've, we've been born into a, a shitty world where we've been conditioned you know into being so much less than than what we actually are and believing we're free when we're not and all of that kind of stuff so we all have it we all have it we all have this stuff and we all have the entities um but when you go to somewhere like a a party you've got a whole room of people who are all taking drugs and drinking alcohol who are all going to have their own insecurities and their own fears and their own worries and so you're going to have a whole lot of entities that are hanging out there knowing that they're going to have fresh hosts to mm -hmm. to feed on and of course people are going in with their own entities anyway that are already attached to them and then you've got the entities that maybe don't have hosts that are all hanging out in that space going oh just wait till later when the club kicks off we're going to have a whole load of bodies here that we can you know we can we can click um sort of click on to so that they're everywhere you know there'll be um 
you know, gambling, um, gambling uh, entities will be in, in gambling joints. You know, it's like wherever there is a place where many people congregate with mm. that that kind of addiction, then the entities will be hanging out there just just waiting, mm. waiting to pounce, so to speak. Mm. And so how, that ties in with the plant medicine, because basically when you go to the yeah I feel like we interpret it as going to the astral realm right Mm -hmm. yes with plant medicine yeah so so many entities exist in the astral realm um so when we yeah when we drink plant medicine we're opening ourselves up to that astral realm um and as I said before there's there's a lot of beauty and incredible incredible things to see in the astral realm it's where I spend a lot of my time as a dream weaver I'm going into the astral realm a lot um so I've spent I've spent my whole life being very connected to that realm um but it's still a low level realm you know we that's not that's not 11th 12th 13th dimension you know it's you know it's 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 fourth dimensional um so it's still it's still a lower level realm where there are still a lot of heavy things that can exist there I mean I as, as a dream weaver I've seen my whole life I've seen some really really dark things that have come through to me in that realm um very dark demonic stuff um you know way more than just your 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 addictive entity um you know some really really dark dark things um which i've had to learn to handle over the years um but that that ability to or that experience um has allowed me to a become stronger to it but also to recognize it very very easily as well Mm. so i see these dark demonic creatures working through the shamans the healers the the medicine givers i i can see it um not through all of them of course i I don't want to suggest that every you know that every healer or every medicine man or woman or shaman has dark entities or um demonic you know energies working through them that's not the case but i can see where i can see where it does exist it's mm. very easy to see where it does exist uh, and when i see it they attack me because they don't like that like the entities or the the dark energies themselves attack me because they don't like that i'm seeing them mm. um so i've had to learn to be very very strong to that and to learn to really really protect myself against um what can come through um, and as I say, if I'm seeing this in people who are serving you your medicine, you don't you don't want that in a you don't want that in a, in your ceremony when you're opening up and becoming vulnerable because you know if you think about it, you know, anybody who's drunk ayahuasca, you 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 know you're here in this third dimension, you go <laughs> you are somewhere else very quickly in another reality very quickly. Like people, there are people who may not make it to the toilet because they're so sort of detached from their, their physical body that they've they've opened to the astral realm so you know if you're in that vulnerable state of being you do not want somebody serving you your medicine who has these very very dark energies working through them you know that's mm. you're not protected you're not safe it's dangerous it's like i have, I have to really express that mm. um it's it's become really really dangerous wow yeah i mean i feel like this is a separate part to the topic because now do you know what I mean it's opened a little another bag where it's like okay the entities that oh this is real this is what's yeah. happening in the ceremony you know it's not just about the plant medicine whatever it is you know yeah, yeah when we talk about this this is 
you know, but I have, as I've said many times on this on this podcast, I have full respect for ayahuasca, the medicine. Mm. This is not about ayahuasca, the medicine. Mm. It's about what's happening. What? Yeah. Ayahuasca, the medicine now is, mm. as part of this hijacking. So the medicine itself, beautiful. There are many people, I mean, I think there are many people who will, you know, there's, there's probably people who can talk scientifically about how it may negatively affect the body. And there's, there will be people who can have those conversations. I, I don't know that stuff. That's not, that's not my, my forte at all. And I'm sure there will be arguments for why the medicine itself might not be as beneficial as people think it is. And that would be somebody else's topic, mm. potentially you're interviewing somebody on that topic. Yeah, I will through, be, yeah. But yeah. do you feel like that resonates with you? Just quickly. Do I feel like it, that the 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 that yeah what I just said um yeah <laughs> yeah but what you just said yeah um I do uh, I do I do feel like it resonates um but I also think there's a lot of power in um in doing it as well so I think it's like I think anything in moderation right so if you're going through an awakening and this beautiful plant medicine can help you through mm. that process if you're really listening to the calling of the plant being able to discern that from the now hijacking where you're being potentially being called by the darker energies and entities instead of the plant itself if you're able to discern that the plant isn't going to call you to drink over and over and over again mm. so you just drink a handful of times over a few year period then potentially you know the damage that can be done Again, I don't know the science. Gotcha, gotcha. It. Yeah. So potentially that can be negated or it's maybe not such a big deal, or yes. we can, you know, you can work your way through that, or your body can regenerate, or whatever. Yes. I don't know the science. Um, but but, that makes but, sense. but yeah, when people are drinking over and over and over again, then of course, you know, there is going to be some mm. some damage. And it's yeah, it's, it's bringing it back to, mm. back to the balance of that. Um, but yeah, from the perspective that I'm speaking about with the plant is not about it's not about the medicine itself. It's about what's happening. It's, it's the hijacking. It's the, yeah. the, the what I'm calling the ayahuasca hijack. It's that hijacking that's taking place where dark energies are now working through the medicine. Dark energies are working through the, the Havago shamans. Dark energies are um, creating more and more Havago shamans by telling them in the ceremony that they should be a, a, a you know a shaman or a medicine man or woman um send you know um drawing them to the to the low level training centers as i said before i mean there's a there's a there's a cambo training center in the uk that you can train to be a cambo shaman in two days wow two days to serve frog poison to somebody like for me that's not enough time to even know how to initiate the medicine to maybe you've learned it but are you truly skilled in it? Are you truly confident? Could you screw that up? Yeah, I think you could. Would you know what to do if you screwed it up? Probably not. So even in the administering of the medicine, two days isn't enough. But that's that's without even looking at how to hold the space mm -hmm. and being looking at the person who's serving the medicine themselves and being like, are you ready to hold space for this? Have you held enough space for yourself yet? Have you been deep enough into your own journey where you have, um, you know, healed like large parts of your trauma? Of course, we're always healing. The journey of self never ends. You know, I've been doing shadow work for 20 years and I'm still at it every night in my dreams, you know. So it's it's not that. But, you know, you ha there has to be there has to be a, a reasonable amount of work done on somebody who is um, holding space for other people to heal. Um, 
you know so yeah have they have they done enough of that work have they released enough trauma that they don't have addictive trauma entities around them have they released enough uh, you know have they mastered their addiction so they don't have a whole load of addictive entities around them because if they've got that around them mm. and then they're not holding the space for other people it's just like a like a what do you call it a mosh pot <laughs> I don't know. like a, a meshy moshy mesh pot <laughs> this dark energy just all being swapped around everybody it's, it's not a clean clear hygienic space mm. that you can for people to come into and then open up to other dimensions to other realms to mm. yeah yeah so that's my that's that's where I'm at it's about the hijack itself rather than the medicine yeah yeah I mean this yeah I love what you have shared and there are so many different aspects to it because I feel like yeah what you said it's about what's happening obviously there is the important part of you know this being very cautious with who you're working with which is kind of like the standard everybody knows this you know what I mean but then there's also the other stuff that you're talking about that comes into it as well that isn't necessarily being spoken about and yeah. I feel like the other thing that I love as well, and um, Jason mentioned this as well in the previous episode, it's just like, I feel like, um, and I've just, it's not spoken about, you know, how often are you supposed to do it and for how long? And I feel like what you said as well is like, you know, the point is to not, is to, to stop. The point is to stop. And I, someone said this, and I don't know if it was you, but like, it's not a medicine if you have to keep going back you know what I mean if you have to keep doing it well it's I guess that's that, that's the thing like the, the medicine of the the modern day um you know pharmaceutical world yes that's you take that for the yes. rest of your life so oh. that's the thing that's that's the conditioning oh that's fine we just keep taking ayahuasca that's but the no, conditioning yeah she's she mother Aya is here to help us to grow beyond her she you know her consciousness is what it is she she is here to help us be, you know grow beyond her consciousness to to move into the higher dimensions um that we don't have access to um through ayahuasca I know a lot of people think that we do personally what comes through me with my my own conscious understanding is that we're accessing uh we, we can access higher dimensions but we're doing it through the fourth dimensional astral realm rather than actually accessing those dimensions so, so, so it's always like like we're having a view into those other dimensions but we're not actually in those dimensions yeah. um, and for us to reach those dimensions we have to embody the teachings we have to embody the messages the, the work you know that's and that's a journey that's a that's the journey into self that's a real long journey and that is not something that ayahuasca is there to hold our hand through as I said before she is to a degree but she you know, her work is to move us beyond her so mm. it's to move beyond the medicine um so mm. yeah yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I think we, we you know we we end up getting you know it's because we're externalizing, as I said, we're we're, yeah. we're all looking for the answers outside. And yeah. you actually brought up to me you 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 told me the Alan Watts quote. Oh, I hadn't heard it before. Yeah, what was it it's like? So you know, good. So in relation to psychedelic to psychedelic drugs, medicine, etc., what was it like? Um, if you've got the message, hang up the phone, right? Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And it's so perfect in terms of so what we speaking about here because yeah like she's giving once you, the you receive the message yeah <laughs> hang up the phone go away process the message yeah don't keep asking for another message over and over again don't yes. keep asking. 
Yeah, yes. what are you going back for? And I think you said that at the beginning there, you have to question that. You have to ask, what am I here for? What is, mm. what, why am I here? What is, mm. what is the point of this? Mm. Um, the point is always for evolution and growth, but, you know, at some point you have to take responsibility for your own evolution and growth. You can use tools to get you somewhere, but if you're, if you're not going beyond those tools, then you yeah. are staying in the in the vibration or in the consciousness of those tools rather than moving beyond that into your own higher levels of consciousness because we have the capacity to access much much higher levels of consciousness yes um, so yeah yes yeah. so uh, the integration as you mentioned before as well is obviously like the most important part of the ceremony which a lot of people I guess don't really get support on and if they haven't done the foundational work themselves then they might struggle with it but um what you're saying here as well again it's yeah t- get the message and then yeah go away with it and but at the same time what you were just describing now is you know we we can use the tools but then at the point is we have to you know stop using the tool basically and that t- tool that we're going to use then is us and yeah. we are the ones that can access those uh higher states of consciousness just naturally just to, yeah. you know what I mean yeah absolutely the, you know experiencing ayahuasca um it is life-changing but mm. it's life-changing because she gives you the tools to change your life oh be the one to go and do that work not going back again asking her to change your life over and over again and that's that's what that that's a bit of a trap that I think people have got caught in I love that yes yes it, that it feels like a little cycle that's trapping people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah, that was powerful. So mm-hmm. amazing. I just yeah, thank you so much. I feel like we've been sp- speaking about this for a little while, really. But it's good. Yeah, to it's just take, all... taken a while to be able to do this, hasn't it? It's yeah. um, been my fault. I know I've had a lot going on, but um, yeah, really, really happy to to be here and to be mm-hmm. yeah, talking about this subject. And you know, to really grateful to you for you know holding the space for this to happen as well. I know you're doing a series of yeah. Of, this subject which I think is amazing because it's you know it's different different viewpoints as I said earlier um you know I can't talk about the science scientific side about but somebody else can bring that and yeah you know people listening to me might not get my language they might just be like what yes. are you talking about but they may then listen to you know this this another person another guest who can talk in a more scientific way and they're like boom got it um so you know having so many different people talking about it um it's I just, I just think it's brilliant that you're doing that to you know to, to 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 bring different viewpoints on the same subject across but also like i was saying earlier the more people who are talking about this the more it comes into collective consciousness and the more people will naturally just start to be pulled into that evolutionary way of thinking mm. um, is evolutionary um you know it was evolutionary to start doing ayahuasca in the first place but we're constantly evolving we're constantly growing and the ascension process is taking us higher and higher so this is a new evolutionary way of looking at that process Mm, yeah totally and even like you're saying you know you with your dream weaving you're doing it you're doing it that anyway (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) I can go I I often joke saying I can do like I'm just going to a a meditation and I can end up on a three-hour mushroom trip in my own mind minus the mushrooms I I might just go in I'm just planning on doing a 10-minute meditation and come around three hours later and I've been off 
like I, I haven't been asleep I've just been in meditation but I've been off seeing all kinds of stuff in all different sort of you know the kind of stuff that you see when you take mushrooms or ayahuasca it's something that I do very very naturally now now I had the capacity to do that when I was young but I blocked it all out because it wasn't normal um, and I took drugs to to go on that journey I took ayahuasca to go on that journey and um, taking ayahuasca has helped me to reopen to that ability that I already had it's helped me to reaccess that ability that I already had mm. as I say it's a birthright it is our birthright to be able to access that but we've had that birthright taken away from us by being born into this dense um, realm you know that we've been um, that we've been born into um, so yeah it's time for us to start accessing that again and we can do it naturally and those who have been before us, so to speak, or, or you know, uh, who have already been on this journey, drinking ayahuasca or what have you, we've brought it into the collective consciousness. Mm. Everybody has to go there now and they can still have that same experience. Mm. It's, the, it's the opening the mind to it, but the more, the more that, you know, the more people start to have that experience. So people, there'll be people drinking ayahuasca right now who will then move into the space where they can access it on their own. The more people that move into that space where they can access it on their own, the more that will be spoken about, the more the people waking up for the first time or starting to come into this realm for the first time will hear about that and will start to believe that they can access it by themselves without the need for ayahuasca. And then they'll be pulled into the, 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 the collective consciousness's created ability to be able to do that or to be able to access it. And it'll just, you know, it'll just spiral in the same way we've seen, um, you know, vegetarianism and veganism yeah, back yeah, in 2012, yeah. 2013. You know, there's a lot of people who joke, oh, you're jumping on the bandwagon of vegetarianism or whatever. Um, but it's it's not jumping on a bandwagon. It's the it's being pulled into the energy of the collective consciousness. The more people who started to get that that, that feeling of like I it, and that was just energetic. I, I, yeah. I was 20, 20, early twenty thirteen for me, I think, when when I became vegetarian, not vegan, but vegetarian. And I didn't know anyone else who was doing that. I just energetically was like. I just don't want to eat meat anymore. It just didn't feel good for me anymore. So I made that choice mm. by myself. And more people, different people were making that choice across different parts of the world. It comes into the collective consciousness. A year later, you've got thousands more people doing it. You know, eight years later, McDonald's are serving a, a veggie burger, you know, like <laughs> it's it's there now. It's it, it's it's there for people to step into uh, and naturally be pulled into. And that is what's going to happen yeah. um, with the ability to be able to connect to higher, higher realms. Um, yeah. with the need for our, uh, drugs and, and medicine yeah and alcohol and <laughs> <laughs> well alcohol does the opposite i think it suppresses you even more from connecting to to higher realms <laughs> keeps you very much in this dimension i think <laughs> i think yeah this is it i think um even like when we sleep we're traveling to the astral realm so it just feels like sometimes it's just this forgetting of how powerful we actually we are you know absolutely and, we um, are more powerful than the medicine she knows that she will not be offended by that she wants us to remember how powerful we are she wants us to move beyond her as mm. i said before so yeah it's just recognizing that she will give us the the tools to help mm. to get us there but yeah it's, it's up to us to to use those tools wisely but it's, it's interesting as well because i wonder what it is for the shamans because you know I mean, I'm, in, I'm going to be speaking to Corey. I think he will go into a bit more details about how it might not be so good for the body. But um, yeah, because obviously shamans, they do it a lot more frequently. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was something that I definitely did question when, when I started. It was like, you're, you're literally drinking 
but like every other day mate some of them you know like, yeah, every, yeah, yeah. every other day it's like wow that's that's a lot so yeah I'd be really interested to hear what, yeah. what Corey says on on that subject and then um just quickly because you were talking about alcohol I just wanted to speak about that a bit as well because I know there was one point where you were also microdosing with mushrooms but then you kind of just, you stopped it all right yeah yeah I don't touch anything anymore so because we also see this with mushrooms as well right you know everyone's partying on mushrooms now um mm-hmm. so it started for me in, in 2015 um I wanted to move away from taking chemicals like drugs um but was still very much you know enjoying the party scene um so I started to use mushrooms as an alternative to chemicals I think I, I went to Burning Man and um, did, did the whole burn with just mushrooms and and and, and, oh. and I was drinking alcohol at that time as well. I think I tried it with al- 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 alcohol and I was just like, oh no, this is too much, like one step at a time. But back then, I mean, obviously people were doing mushrooms in, in, in Burning Man, but it would be like they'd go and have a day exploring on mushrooms and then the rest of the time they're probably doing chemicals. I didn't know anyone else who was just using mushrooms um, as a way to party instead of using chemicals there would have been there would have been yeah, other people yeah, yeah. At the same time as me in different parts of the world but I didn't know anyone and so what's happened uh so, so for me um so, so for me what, what what's happened is that was a again a beautiful a beautiful tool that allowed me to recognize that I could still be I still need to get out of my head a little bit but recognize that I could be in that space without the need for chemicals it sent me on a journey of um I would you know I would, I would take mushrooms and drink alcohol and then uh yeah stop with the chemicals and then I I think I was just drinking alcohol and having a coffee to keep me straight and then moved into um going sober and then I was drinking cacao to keep me awake whilst I parted so abusing the cacao and abusing the mushrooms um because you know they're they're medicines but that was actually that was the beauty of the medicine is that as a medicine it allowed me to go on a journey where I am now 100% sober um and I can still be in party environments but well (laughs) energetically vibrationally I'm I'm finding it a little bit harder (laughs) these days but you know, I could still happily go to a go to a party, dance my socks off all night, be around everybody else, banter with everybody else, but could do that sober. And it was the it was the mushrooms that allowed, you know, that allowed that healing to take place. But again, like I said, when I first did ayahuasca in it was 2012, it was not commonplace, it was not popularized, therefore it hadn't been hijacked. When I took when I was doing mushrooms in 2015 for maybe a year or year or two after, uh it wasn't commonplace. It, we were bringing it into the collective consciousness again. So, so this is what's happened now. Now, taking mushrooms instead of chemicals is now in the collective consciousness. And look at the pool that's happened. Look how many there's people in DC. I live in Ibiza. There's people in DC ten um, who used to be that stood there, you know, next to the DJ box, shoving coca- cocaine up their nose. Now they're all on mushrooms, you know, and drinking their water. Amazing amazing that, that, that this has happened in the collective consciousness and people are starting to go on that same shift and that same journey that I went on which was incredibly healing uh, and I'm very grateful for but because it's become popularized mm. it's becoming hijacked again um, and this is what I think it's, it's such an easy hijack as I said the same for ayahuasca it's a really easy hijack with the mushrooms as well because people are using them to replace an addiction as was I 
but the more people who move into that space, the more popularized it becomes. They're going into clubs where entities are everywhere. You know, the more it's becoming hijacked very, very easily. Um, so, yeah, even even being around mushrooms now for me, I, I don't take mushrooms anymore. I haven't done for, for several years. Um, but even when I'm around people with mushrooms, I'm like, I can see, I can see what's what's worth what's what's there and it's not the mushroom itself I have so much gratitude to the mushrooms for allowing me to go on a journey that or helping me to go on a journey obviously I went on that journey myself but the mushrooms Mm. helped me to go on that journey of moving away from a very chemically induced background you know and and to to move into being to being sober I've got so much gratitude for the medicine of that but now because it's popularized it's it's just becoming hijacked again mm. and it's it's so difficult to be like those of us who woke up or who had these experiences early it's very difficult to go through to go through those journeys because you're on your own there, as I said there will be other people around the world who are doing it at the same time who are helping to bring it into the collective consciousness but we don't know them we're in our own individual space uh you know surrounded by all our friends who think we're bonkers and you know we're like we feel very alone and you know we're going through it feels like we're going through this journey on our own the next few levels of, of awakening the next few like the, the, the next few waves of people um it's probably maybe a little bit easier because they maybe had it was starting to come into the collective consciousness they maybe had um people around that they that they knew had already gone through it so they had somebody to talk to and it hadn't yet been hijacked but what's happening now for the people who are waking up you know in the, in the last couple of years maybe or having these experiences in the last couple of years Yes, they've got a lot of people around them who they can talk to and who who are understanding. But what they've got is a very, very hijacked um, community that they're waking up into. Mm. Um, Hijacked medicines, hijacked teachings, hijacked healings. Um, They're waking up into a really messy space really messy space Mm. um but for that again i just want to bring it back to that same thing it's why it's so important to um strengthen your intuition Mm. discernment because the only way people are going to get through this like navigate their way through this 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 messy messy hijack space is if they they strengthen their Mm. their intuition and use their discernment I mean, it makes sense what you're saying. It just makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I, so I just wanted to, um, I feel like this word hijack is something that was thrown around quite a lot, maybe the past year and a half or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and what it ended up doing from what I saw was just sending people into a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then obviously not just that, but coming to the recognition of this darkness and the fact that you know certain beings don't want us to go through this ascension that can also perpetuate fear and even maybe this conversation for some people might even you know send some people into a state of fear and and to be honest this is just where we are right now and even what you were saying with the hijacking and the the really dark uh energies that come through in the ceremony sometimes it's also the reality to it you know what I mean <laughs> to a degree of what what is going on yeah so, there's a big difference between awareness and fear and obviously it's very easy to go into the fear but when you have awareness 
it's, it's, it's awareness of what is so yes. not having awareness doesn't mean it's not happening it just means you don't you're not aware of it yes <laughs> when you have the awareness then you have then you have the tools then you have the ability the capacity to say okay well let's make different decisions like what do I want to do about this um you know we have to see it we have to see the dark it's the same as like you know when we first wake up from the you know yeah. from, from our, our world from our society from the matrix thank you you know when we first see that dark ugly truth we have to see that um but you don't have to stay sat in it you don't have to perpetuate fear you know it's your choice um now don't get me wrong part of the process is probably to be in it for a period of time you know and and we do you know when I first started seeing everything I was trying to wake everybody else up and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know we, we all do it and we, we watch it now it's a, it's, it's a part it's of the part yeah it has to be acknowledged and um the thing is you know those of us who have uh, you know further along in that process you know we might look at somebody who's trying to shake somebody else awake be like oh come on guys you know settle down like it, it, it's annoying but then we have to say well we were that yes but we were that person we were annoying the people who woke up before us because we were yeah. trying to shout about you yeah know, we totally have, i went through that phase we all have you know it's a, it's a it's a process ascension is a process and you can't skip steps in the process either yes. you know skipping steps then you know there's a big gap in in your in your own evolution mm-hmm. um if you're skipping steps you're potentially spiritually bypassing you're not looking at your your own stuff and if you have got fear from this conversation that's okay sit in it sit in that fear for a while why is it making you fearful what is it about this conversation that, that, that is making you fearful because that is going to tell you a lot about where you're at what's coming up for you you know what's going on in your own psyche in your own um in your own journey and that's important stuff to look at and when you can look at that then you can start to transcend it when you can have the awareness of it you can start to move beyond it and you can start to move through it but you might have to sit in that for a little while but as I say, awareness is always key. And the fact that you might not be aware of it until you've heard this or any other conversation that, that's happened doesn't mean the things aren't happening. It just means that you're not seeing it yet. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, we've just got to accept that, I think, as part of this. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So what what um just in general, because I feel like this is this is like one of the biggest things that we're dealing with as a collective is just how to uh come come to peace with the darkness that's happening in the world <laughs> and and I feel like this conversation is totally a part of that mm. yeah. yeah yeah I think and, and it's I think for anything it, everything always comes back for me it always comes back to just doing your own healing going on your own journey doing your own healing because the more you heal the more at peace you naturally become mm. in your own self so we just spoke about fear there. You know, if you're sitting in fear of everything that's going on in the world, well, what is going on in you that is making you fearful? Of course, we're getting, you know, especially if you're sitting in the truth of community and you're getting all this stuff thrown at you constantly. I mean, it is hard not to, it's like, whoa, okay, like the world is literally going to shit. Um, and it is going to shit. But, you know, that's a good thing. That's a freaking good thing because the world has been... <laughs> really shit for a really long time it's very corrupt out there in case people haven't noticed very very corrupt so we want that 
to go to shit. We want the world that we've been living in to go to shit. We want it to fall around and crash crash around our ankles so that we can rebuild it into the new world that we actually want to create, a world that is fair for all, you know? And we all, mm. we're all here to do that. That is part of our evolution as well. We're all here to create this new world. But how do we do that? How do you create a new world? How do you change the world? By, by going on your own healing journey and we change it one like by one individual healing journey at a time and when, when we all go on our own individual healing journey we come collectively together to in this new world that we've naturally created by changing ourselves mm. and this is what we have to do so we all it always comes back to our own individual our own individual healing if you're in fear what are you fearful of if you're you know if you're i don't know if, you, if you've got insecurities or self-doubt what is that you know just just sitting in that doing your own shadow work because the more you do that the more you heal the more you let go of the heavy baggage that is holding us in this lower vibrational state the more we let go of that the more we rise the more we ascend the more at peace we become with ourselves mm. the more at peace we become with ourselves the more we we sort of look at the external again because we're going more into our own internal wealth um and when, when we're in our internal wealth we can look at the external craziness and see it for the external craziness mm. that it is and say hey i'm not that's there it exists but it's not affecting me i'm not involved in that mm. that's chaos i'm mm. not living in a state of chaos that's the, that that's a state of chaos that has been collectively created by us all being conditioned to be chaotic to be living in stress, et cetera, et cetera. What we see in the world today is the collective creation of mm. that. But now we're going to collectively create something else. So mm. be in your own individual state mm. of peace, and that will go out to the to the world to create a more peaceful world. Um, it's actually something that just came to me then, like an ayahuasca ceremony that I did many years ago um I just lost my dad it must have been 2015 I didn't feel I, I every ayahuasca ceremony I've, I've I've done I've been called to um I've drank 10 times um but it was like five times that that first time in Peru 2012 and then I drank a handful of times in 2018 when I was called again but in 2015 I wasn't called to drink ayahuasca a friend of mine was doing a retreat in Ibiza and I was just like, I just really want to go and be on this retreat with my friends in Ibiza. So I came and I and I drank, and it was like it it, it was I I knew I wasn't meant to be drinking. It was not a calling. Um. So anyway, I just lost my dad, and I went through. Oh, it was horrible. It was a really really hard ceremony that I went through. The the shaman called it a day. Um, I think so, I think there was some noise or something happened and the, the shaman, oh no, somebody somebody came down to make soup in the kitchen <laughs> so, so that we'd have soup when we were ready, when we were finished. And it was it was very noisy and the shaman decided that that was it. He he was going to end the ceremony. But we were only maybe like two or three hours into the ceremony. So I was really, really deep into the medicine. And everybody got up and was talking around me. And I, I was like, oh, my God, it really is. like It's like it, I, I'm in Ibiza. I'm not in Peru now, am I? I'm in Ibiza. Someone's making soup in the kitchen. Everyone's up talking. Like, it's like I'm at a party. And it, I literally, like, really lost my head. I went, I, I, I had to get somebody to carry me to my bedroom. And I was in the medicine for something like another five or six hours. And it just kept telling me to learn this same lesson. I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. But just let me out. I get it. And it's like, nope, not until you've learned the lesson. I was like, I've learned the lesson. Like, nope, not until you learn the lesson. I was stuck in this, in this, um, 
in this well, loop. Horrible. I've been stuck in a loop as well. Loop. Yeah, a loop for almost oh, such a long time. Anyway, mm. the the message the, the the message that I was getting was when the and this this is what came up as a result of everybody being around me being crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm like deep in my space. When the world around you is losing its head, you have to keep your center. Yeah, so that was the message. And at the time, I didn't really get it because my I just lost my dad, and I had done so well with with that. I'm I'm a, I'm a medium, so I, you know I know that life you know exists beyond um beyond this beyond beyond this reality. My dad the day the day my dad died, he came to me in my dream and told me he was okay and he'd gone home. I communicate with my dad all the time, so I'd done so well in the grieving process, and I lived with my dad for a year whilst he was going he had stage four brain cancer. It was horrendous. It was a very difficult experience but I really held my center throughout this whole experience so I could not understand this why this why I had to go through so much in that ceremony for that message and of course I blamed myself going like well you knew you weren't called to it that's that's why you've got that kick in the ass but anyway after of course Covid hits 2020 hits and the world is losing its head that message was suddenly so relevant. I was like, oh my God, when the world around you is losing your head, hold your center. And I was able to hold my center because I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd grown from that message, even though I didn't fully understand it at the time, I had, I had grown and, and, and evolved from that experience so that when 2020 hit, I had the capacity to be able to, to hold my center when the world around me was losing its head. And that's where we need to be getting to. That's what part of the, yeah, the totally. process is. Yes, it's crazy yeah. out there, but hold your center. Yeah. Yeah. People who hold the center, the less crazy it gets. So Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know what's so interesting? I remember you telling me about that ceremony before, actually, but it's amazing to now like hear the integration, I guess, mm. even more from it. But I had the same thing on my last ceremony with ayahuasca the same message it was the same yeah there was noise I was just with my sister she was moving around so much right right next to me but I was just like no you need to stay you need to be zen like you just need to stay still here within all of this and that was I think in 2020 yeah the the perfect time yeah perfect time for it yeah absolutely it's so interesting because after that I felt like okay do you know what I mean? it was just about like yeah I get it <laughs> yeah we can make these powerful changes you know we can mm-hmm. we can do that and, and yes the medicine can absolutely help us to get there yes um, I, I think, as we already said it's the tool to help you get there but but we have the capacity to make these changes in our own mm. you know we just the healing journey is the most important thing and obviously there's different tools to get us there and ayahuasca has, has been one of those tools which i'm i'm super super grateful for yes. um, but you know we we can we can find other ways we don't we don't have to drink ayahuasca to to get us there and because because this um ability to collect uh, to connect now um you know to to those higher realms and to the fourth dimension because it is now coming into the collective consciousness um I'd say it's always been there, but our ability to be activated into it because it is now coming into the collective consciousness. We really can. We can. We can literally sit in a meditation and yeah. an intention and be like, "I want to go in and heal this. Show me what I need to be seeing." And we yes. can connect into our third eye and just allow that journey to to take place, and we yeah. can heal just as powerfully that way, if not yeah. more. 
is that because we're doing that from our own from our own space rather than yeah and yeah totally I love that and I think that's so important because it's like just remembering that we are and that's the message that I got in the last ceremony as well it's like you are steering the ship Mm. you know absolutely it's you and what you're saying here as well is ultimately the fear isn't out there it's not the chaos might be out there but the fear is internal it's an internal it's being created there's a reason it's internal it's being yes. put upon us for sure but it's you know do you choose to to stay in that fear or do you choose to transcend beyond that fear and i'm not saying it's as easy as as that you know that's that's again it's another journey to go on to to sit and look at what's triggering those fears within you um of course you know the the first thing to to say you know if somebody is really being triggered by the fears of the external world is to remove the um you know remove the things that are bringing those fears in so stop watching the news you know um stop you know stop talking to people who are perpetuating it all the time you know just remove yourself from the things that are causing so much fear and then there'll be a lot less of it it's not that doesn't mean there won't still be stuff internal like you say like that 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 is it's internal but remove the external and then see what you're left with and then you can work yes with what's about you well that's really interesting that you said that because then that also applies with the ceremony and the plant medicines because if it's coming through there because I mean what you described earlier is totally what I had experienced in my a, a few of my ceremonies it was just this really freaking dark energy and it was fearful so that is also one of the things you know what I mean yeah Remember. <laughs> yeah exactly don't 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 let it come in yeah <laughs> And that's it until, you know, people have listened to this conversation, they wouldn't have potentially known that. So, yes, like completely. Said, didn't know it, but like we said, awareness, awareness is key. So are you going to choose to let the awareness um, allow you to, to you know, to make different decisions or are you going to choose to be in the fear of what, what we're saying, but still go and do it anyway? You know, it's the, the choice mm. is, is up to each individual and there's no judgment on what choice the person makes either, you know, because it's part of their journey and process yeah. as well um but the the awareness is 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 here it's coming through this yes this yeah. podcast right now yeah. and then you just make your choices with with that yeah. awareness oh it's so it's so true what you said as well because I, I mean it sounds like such a strange thing to say now I think because it's like people don't necessarily recognize that oh yeah I can just step away it's because there's this huge thing that's like no the you know you, you, I don't know it's weird it feels like she's showing you what you need to see you know that sentence um, you know what I mean and it's just like some reason you think you need to keep going back you know yeah yeah but but you know she's a she's a powerful teacher so somebody as powerful as her why does she need you to keep coming back and seeing time and time again the same <laughs> it's like yes like maybe in a year's time or two years time once you've been on that journey of, of what she's already shown you what you're already learning once you've embodied it as I've said once you've gone into that process then yeah it may be like oh I've reached another point now and there's something else that that I need to see and I'm not seeing it by myself and so you get called back um but you know she's she if she's as good a teacher as what we all believe she is then you know she's powerful enough to show you that in one ceremony or you know I drank five times in in a two-week period because that's what what I went into five ceremonies is plenty plenty enough time to be able to show what I need to see in in that period let's say I didn't drink again until 2015 
that was 2012, drank again in 2015, and that was not a calling, although I now see the value of it, but it was not a calling. So I didn't get called again until 2018 to drink. And that was the last time, that was the last time I drank. Um, mm. And I got a message actually through, I, 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 I'd, I'd drank um, in Ibiza again. Um, and I drank, I drank a couple of times in, in, a, in a period in, on a retreat. And um, I knew when I left that the medicine wasn't done with me. I like it brought me so far, but there was a journey I had to go on within myself to mm. accept and acknowledge what I'd been shown in ayahuasca, to accept and acknowledge that before I could go on to the next part. But I knew I needed to drink again. I knew I knew I had to go on my own journey of acceptance to what she'd already shown me, and then I knew I was going to need to drink again for her to show me the next part once I'd accepted what mm. she'd shown me. Mm-hmm. So. I think it was like end of 2017 that I drank and then it was early 2018 that I went in for the next the next part which I knew I was going to going to go to. And so the next part was in the UK and I drank um it was meant to be for two nights over a weekend and I went and I had the experience I drank on the first night um very very powerful experience very much linked in with the previous experience and etc et um and at the end of that experience I got the message from ayahuasca um that's it you don't need to drink again so I was meant to be drinking the next night and I said to the the shamans who were very well respected um shaman they, they were British um but I, I think they'd been maybe about 20 years or something of yeah, yeah yeah and yeah so they were, they were very well known and respected but I said to them the next day look I've been told not to drink but I was very very shocked and surprised to see that they were trying to encourage me to drink that night, despite the fact that the medicine itself had told me I didn't need to drink. Um, and we were in group circle that that evening and something was even expressed. They didn't direct it at me, but I knew it was at me about like, um, if you think you don't need to drink ayahuasca anymore, that's coming from your ego. And I was like, wow, no, I'm listening to the medicine itself you're the ones coming from your ego by trying to force me to do something that the, you're meant to be, you know, you're, you're, you're masters of this medicine. You're, you're holders of the space for this, this medicine. If the medicine's telling me not to drink, surely we respect that. But that, that wasn't what came through. And I was very, very surprised about that. Um, and certainly at that, that time, I didn't know that that when I was getting like, that's it, you don't need to drink anymore. I would just, I just thought it was like, you don't need to drink the next night, but it has actually ended up being, um, mm. You know, I have not drank since then and I, I I know I won't drink again. I mean, for a while there I was saying never say never, you know, maybe I'll get called, but I don't think I will. But I now I mean, yeah. firmly say that, you know, I won't drink again because I'm fully aware of the of the hijack that's taken mm. And because I've been able to move myself through the help of ayahuasca for sure. You know, the, ayahuasca has, has been hugely helpful on my journey um but there's been many other things as well as, as a dream weaver I'm able to you know that's my own my, my every single night I go in I set in, I set different intentions to you know what, what doesn't have to be every night that I set an intention but every night I'm going in and I'm, I'm doing healing work on myself um and then when things come up for me I'm like oh look at that we need to shift that okay let's get into that in my dream state so I use I have my own tool to heal but I've moved now so beyond the medicine that I, I would not consider the need yeah. for that anymore because I've moved, yeah. moved beyond that so yeah and, and that is not ego that is just a, mm. a recognition and an observation of mm. what is and also a recognition of our own power 
to move beyond the medicine and you know we, we've got to know that we've got higher levels of consciousness than, than what the medicine or can act you know we can we can yeah. access high levels of consciousness than what the medicine itself is Oh, yeah that's fascinating I mean that's wild I can't believe that they said that to you and it's so mad because it's just so shows you how twisted it is as well because they're trying to say that you come from your ego but this is the thing as well I feel like there's this whole thing like oh you just have to keep doing it the, like I was saying earlier there's not conversation about how, when do you stop that's not it's, it's strange that that's not a thing yeah. but obviously it's the shaman and you know just gonna say it but they're making money from it at the end of the day as well you know exactly it's true and um yeah and then and then it becomes this thing as well though it's like really people get really offended like oh you this weird thing comes up like you can't say that you're better than the med you know what I mean yeah yeah (laughs) and then it's actually like well why not why not yeah exactly because we are all powerful beings well we have this as well don't we like um you know people are offended if you say like you know we're god but we are we're all tiny fragments of god here you know experience mm-hmm. ourselves experientially that's okay that's it's, that's not ego that's not that's yes. not egotistic that is recognizing the power of who we are god mm-hmm. itself whatever god is source energy itself wants us to recognize that we are part yes. of that. yes the whole point we've been yes. we've been disconnected from source that's what the ascension process is we yes. descended from source we descended from the oneness from the godliness of who we are and now we are ascending back to that oneness back to source energy back to god back home to yeah. who we truly are what is offensive about that yes conditioned to be less than what we are and anyone who yes. you know, if you talk about being more it's like oh that person's got an ego or that person loves themselves that person you know we, we've had that our whole life through, through school like oh that person you know that person loves themselves what's wrong with loving yourself <laughs> that's where we want to be that's where we're trying to get to that but you've got the negative be. connotation of it so yeah yeah yes we are more and that's what we're here to that's what we're yeah. here to, to recognize to remember yeah. we are more Exactly. Oh, we are powerful. So. And yeah, okay. so, sorry, yeah, so true. And it's it's not the ego thing. It's it's, it's also the recognition that we it's all of us. You know, it's we. Yeah. It's not yes, just it's we. It's we. <laughs> but this is the thing we've been the conditioning and the separation from source and the separation from yes. is the indiv- individualization. Yeah. It's the ego, and it's the ego that's getting offended because yeah. it's identifying, as I said earlier, with. The medicine that it's drunk or what have you so it's the it's the, it's the, it's the it's being offended in the, mm. in the in its individualization um but it's not we going back to the oneness it is the we it's the collective it's no one person is better than another when i talk about there's those of us leading the ascension process that doesn't mean that that, that the leaders are more or better than the people who are simply here to experience because every, every soul has come here to have the experience of this ascension process you have to excuse my cat <laughs> uh, we've done well to, to not because I've got four of them so we've done well to not oh, wow. so far <laughs> um what was I saying and it's you know the point of what was I saying there the, what can you remember what I was saying the point of the session of the leaders in the ascension oh uh, yes okay so everyone has chosen to be here for this very time in history some have come to to lead the way and they've trained life after life after life to to hold that capacity and that ability to do so some people have come to simply 
experience themselves awakening. Now, that doesn't mean that one's better than the other. It's just the choice that the soul has made for the evolution of their soul to have whatever experience that they have chosen to have during this ascension process. But we're all one. We're all part of the oneness. We all bring, I always say, like, we all bring, um, we all hold different parts of a jigsaw puzzle. You know, when, when, we're, when we're creating this new world that we are collectively, yes. we hold different parts of a jigsaw puzzle. And some might hold different bigger parts of the picture than others but mm. we all have to come together to create mm. that one big picture mm. that is the oneness that's the wholeness that's the we it's the collective and yeah. we're moving into the collective now and away from the from the individualized individualized can't say that word individualized. Oh, yeah. yeah away from the self um and ayahuasca is a is, is a consciousness it's you know it's, it's a beautiful plant consciousness but it's still individualizing something and you're still giving if you're giving your power away to the plant you're you're not empowering yourself you know it doesn't mean by drinking the medicine we are empowering ourselves if we continue to hold the power within ourselves and take the tools and the learning for what it is but if we keep continuously drinking it and continuously asking for more then we are yeah disempowering yeah ourselves. Uh, that's something that we didn't actually talk about yet but it's a good point but if you're doing that and also putting it on a pedestal yeah that happens a lot yeah and putting it higher than you like this we know that program is over you know yeah but it's again it's part of the process because you know i say this about um spirit guides and stuff so i mean i i i i'm i'm a channeler um i don't channel um i don't have a spirit enter my body to channel i merge my consciousness and together you know we, we blend blend our minds to to find the rhymes because I, I channel in poetry so that's what comes through we're very much um a team rather than um me giving my power to him uh to to, 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 the, to the uh to the being that I'm channeling uh we work together um and um and what was I going to say with that um what was the point I was going to talk about power oh, yeah, the power giving the power away so yes yeah, so so when we when we first sort of when we first connect with spirit or something that's something like this or the medicine or anything like that mm. we we are we, we we do say like you hear it a lot in the in the spiritual communities like you know trust in spirit you know mm. just surrender to spirit and to begin with we kind of do need to do that because we are disempowered this is the world we've been living in as, as we've said we ha we have been conditioned to be disempowered so spirit ayahuasca what have you they are more powerful than us when we when we're first going through our journey we are looking at them they, they, they do hold more well we think they hold more knowledge and wisdom and consciousness than us because we haven't yet connected yeah. to our own we are empowered <laughs> but the more we go on the journey into self to heal ourselves to connect to our own divine knowledge and wisdom to connect to the godliness within us to connect to source energy whatever you want to call that the more empowered we start to come become so then we start you know we, we start to become on par with the medicine with the entities we're channeling or what have you but the more the more we go on our journey the more we start to rise above that now you don't have to rise above that you can stay on par par if you want to that's your choice but we can raise we can rise above that because we hold all of that divine knowledge and wisdom within our soul the process of ascension is to remember that to remember that we can access that through our own self exactly um, so yeah we you know yes to begin with surrender to spirit surrender to the medicine because we're in our disempowered state but the more we empower ourselves the less we actually have to do that and we just yeah. 
ourselves to our own divine knowledge and wisdom yeah totally totally and i feel like if when people think that it's, it feels like an attack yeah then it's because that program is running you know yeah exactly and it's and it's not it's not an attack it's just bringing it's bringing a new level of consciousness into someone's awareness and you know we've spoken about this before like you can have what's true in one dimension may not be true in another for example so if you look at 12d consciousness um I mean, I'm not saying I know everything about 12D consciousness, but you, there'll be there'll be levels of consciousness that come through from 12D that that just cannot make sense in 3D. It doesn't mean that the, tw- the, the the consciousness isn't true. It just means that in 3D, a person does not have that capacity to access that yet. Mm. So, for example, one of the things I hear being spoken about a lot is, um, you know, you can... Um, you know, you, you can heal yourself just like that, you know, believe you are healed and you are healed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a big one, actually. Yeah. So so now that may be, I, I don't know what level of consciousness that is, but let's say it's 12D for, you know, for, for ease, sake, ease sake. So, yes, that will be true. You can literally say, like, okay, I am fully healed and you can wake up the next morning and be fully healed. If you believe that in every cell in your body, then absolutely that is a level if you can if you can access that level of consciousness then that can be done but there are a lot of people who are saying that mm. who I look at and go why aren't you fully healed then mm. <laughs> if that's true and you believe it why why aren't you fully healed they're mm. not fully healed because they because they haven't been able to fully embody that level of um of consciousness yet because they're not in 12d consciousness yet they're in 3d mm. or 4d or 5d or maybe six or seven but they're not in a position to fully embody that level of consciousness yet. Now, I was sick for six years and it took me another six years to get better after I quit my job. Um, or, or to fully you know, to fully heal from those physical ailments that I had. And I remember at the time just being like, people saying to me like, I'll just say, you know, I am healthy. Oh, I'll yeah. Say, I am healthy. Every cell in my body rejected that and resisted that and got angry about that would be like, but you're not healthy. You've got this and you've got that and this is happening. You're in pain. And so that would create so much, I say, resistance that I would create more of the, the ill health. It didn't work. It, it can't possibly work in the level of consciousness that I was in when I was very much plugged into my, you know, the 3D consciousness. It that it might be true in 12d what's being said but it cannot be true in in the third dimension um now the more that i move through the different dimensions the more i embody the different levels of consciousness the more i heal and grow myself the more i can believe that to be true i'm a dream weaver i go to bed i, I set an intention i'm like Let, let's heal this shit and, and and you know overnight i'm healing stuff and the next morning and i wake up i'm like wow that was a powerful night i can really feel that shift but it's not boom like that overnight everything's done it's a process right it's it's you know i'm, I'm sick of that word process but you know it's it, it, it that's what it is like it, you can you can heal what you're ready for at that moment in time by the time i get to 12d consciousness yeah. and i can fully be in that belief of yes you know click your fingers and it's all done i've already been on a journey where i've probably actually healed the majority of that stuff anyway to allow me to get into that that level of consciousness (laughs) so just going back to what you were saying though about being offended what we have to realize is we're all in our own 
as I said, we're all on our own journey. We're all in our own places. So if somebody is currently embodying five consciousness, it might be challenging them for challenging for them to hear somebody talking from seventh or eighth dimensional consciousness because it's not doesn't feel true or right for them in the level of consciousness that they're currently in. And that's okay. But as they move through their journey, they'll then start to maybe move into sixth, seventh, and then it will start to become, because they'll be like, ah, oh, I've moved past that now, and now I can actually see that, that, that those words that were coming are true. But it didn't feel right for them in 5D consciousness. But mm. sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth and whatever mm. level people are getting to. So this, I think it's just an important, I think that's just an important thing to acknowledge is that, yeah. Something something might not be true for you right now, but it doesn't mean it won't be true for you in the future. You're just working your way through your own journey and for your own levels of consciousness. <laughs> it's perfectly okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool that you have described it in that way. I'm really glad because I feel like people talk about this levels of consciousness. What does it even mean, you know? But also um, just what you were saying about the healing. I know I think a lot of people do it. And obviously, to an extent, like you don't want to just discount it. We are powerful and we can heal ourselves. But I don't know what I kind of hear is, yes, but we're just not quite there yet. Like yeah. you're describing, really. It's like, and you, and at the same time, in order to, to do it, you, you don't want to not say it. You kind of, you know, you want to. But then, yeah, completely. But I yeah. By setting an intention, I want to heal this, mm. that starts the wheels in motion. It's like, okay, I, I, I intend to, to, to heal this. And the wheels are set in motion and everything that you need to heal that will start to come into your space if you believe that it will. But it's not necessarily going to be clicking fingers. It's done overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's going yeah, to be a, a, a will, process. Patience. Yeah, process and patience. Yeah. Process and patience, exactly. It definitely. I, I mean, for me, things... It, time it takes a lot of time but just what you were saying about that I want because I've just been listening to conversations with God I don't know if you've ever I, I love those books I absolutely love oh them. my word everyone <laughs> that I've told has just said that they're so amazing yeah they really are yeah but there's the one part when they're saying about um manifesting basically and if you manifest I want then you just purely manifesting wanting, wanting so you don't yeah. get the thing so in a way it is important to use the affirmations like I am I'm yeah. healing I'm healed you know but then it's it's yeah it's so interesting because then obviously from an outside perspective it might seem like what <laughs> yeah. well it's, a, it's, it's the process word again with that because what I was doing yes. when I was yes. I, I couldn't say I am I could not do that but what yeah. I could do is say okay um I I will be healed in the future and there's a there's a there's a teaching around that that people you know say that you shouldn't do that that you should because I will be is, is a future statement and you, you don't want it to be in the future you want it to be now and but again that's another if somebody can't embody that level of consciousness of, of I am yet which mm. I couldn't in that 3D headspace I was in yeah I, I know what you mean oh I could do is say I will be in the future I I, I can believe that I will be in the future by doing that, I was setting uh, an intention to be better in the future. Mm. So what would then start coming in would be things that would, um, you know, maybe there'd be, um, I'd find the right um, practitioner, med because I, was, you know, I wasn't. Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, the right practitioner. So the right practitioner would come in and I'd be like, oh, wow, okay, I'm now working with this person. I can actually feel that I am getting a bit better now. So it's like, I am getting better, but I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not healthy right now. I can't, I can't accept yeah. that, but I am better. So it's, it's moving it a bit closer to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, you know? but, but we have to, 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 we have to fully embody these beliefs. We have to fully embody these teachings, um, the, 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 this level of consciousness. And mm -hmm. to fully embody these levels of consciousness, we have to go on the journey to do it. We have to experience it. We have to sit where we're at for a period of time to, to allow that, you know, to allow that embodiment mm -hmm. to come forth. We can't go from 3D to 12D like that, despite mm -hmm. what some people might tell you, like come and be activated into 12 dimensions, 12 strand DNA with me. Like, you do that from 3d you're going to spontaneously combust i mean that that's just not that's just not how it is and if you are ready yeah. for 12d activation you wouldn't be looking for that outside of yourself yeah you don't need it don't need, so you, you, if you're yeah. ready for 12d you're activating that within your own self if you're asking somebody else to do it you're not ready for 12d yeah. so that's the whole thing we've got this spiritual bypassing again or this this skipping steps um when actually you know what, what we want to be doing is like, like the lesson with ayahuasca taking it sitting in it for a while learning it understanding it embodying it and then moving on to the next the next part of the journey um so yeah yeah i feel um feel like what you were saying about the yeah i don't know i feel like a lot of the time because we're here in 3d we want to put things into binary so it's like oh uh, it's either i or but i feel like it can be everything and do you know what i mean so <laughs> And that's I don't know, like, um, yeah, exactly. Understanding that, yes, completely. So even what you were saying, like, say you were healed at twelve dimension, like that, that is true. And at that level, which is also now, you are. Yeah. So it's like you can say both at the same time as well. Like, I am healed and I am healing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just, we just, we're just, we're just working our way through life. Yeah, it's true, so true. And, and, and this, you know, back to what you said about the cancel culture. Like, we don't need to cancel anything. Like, everything has been a valid part of our experience and a valid part of our growth, mm. as we said. And we're just, Definitely. just working our way through. But I just think we need to start hearing each other more instead of the cancel, instead of the dismissing. Totally. You know, that's offending my ego. That's that's you know, that doesn't fit in with my identity of 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 myself or my 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 view of the world. So let's just just listen a little bit more, just hear and accept that you know something might not fit in with where you're at right now, but that doesn't mean that it won't be true for you in the future. And um it's just hearing it. And so like with with this, what we've what we've spoke about here today, acknowledge it if it doesn't fit in with where you're at right now, acknowledge it, put a pin in it and be like, you know maybe one day I'll maybe one day I'll connect with that and I'll really mm. listen to it then uh, and that's it you don't need to get offended by it you don't need to go into fear of it you know just carry on doing what you're doing mm. and you know one day if you feel like you might make, might, might want to make a different choice really listen to the video mm. <laughs> yeah yeah the cancel thing is mad and so much energy is wasted in like disagreeing and arguing and but like you said it's part of life it's part of this journey that and you don't know what we don't know. We come to know it when we come to know it. You know, <laughs> it's the way yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm really glad that you spoke about the dimensions. I think it's such an amazing model to use to really yeah. understand. And and when you're saying it, it's not it's not necessarily like you're going anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all we're still here. It's just about it's it's a, it's vibrational, isn't it? It's literally 
tapping into like as we go on our journey we raise our vibration and we just tap a little bit higher into a new level of consciousness mm. that those levels of consciousness exist within us anyway you know it's not it's not like you said we're not going and we don't have to go somewhere to be activated into 12d we we're <laughs> going deeper into our own understanding and knowledge you know it's it's there it's just maybe not ready to be seen mm. at this moment in time because you maybe wouldn't understand it at this at where you're at right now because you still have to go on your journey and your process a bit more and then you go a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and then you activate those levels of consciousness that already exist within you um mm. you just activate them to to come to come up within you know to come through you into your conscious mind to you for you to be able to start understanding them more but it it already exists it's already there within you mm. yes <laughs> amazing i feel like we went off a little bit but yeah, really definitely went off on the ayahuasca tangent didn't we but <laughs> it's all good <laughs> yeah yeah it's all really good oh thank you amazing amazing conversation i really enjoyed that and i feel like we've got quite a lot out there yeah, yeah. no thank and thank you so for holding space for that and giving me a, a platform to speak as well i really appreciate um you know having having that space yeah and also thank you for the idea to do the series as well <laughs> see collecting like collaboration you know like yes. working together in the collective is what it's all about yeah, yeah totally well is there any do you have any final words or are you satisfied <laughs> i think i've probably said enough yeah. <laughs> i haven't stopped talking <laughs> i know i feel like that it's totally something that you wanted to speak on yeah here. there's been a lot that i've wanted to say for for a long time and i've i've been really mm. It's been about me stepping into my divine authority as well. You know, I've, I've had to go. I've always had a lot to say, and I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast then that that first one I did with you, it was my first yeah. step to you know into speaking out. And I'd I'd had so much to say for such a long time, but had so much fear, and I can see all that fear that was there in that in that podcast back then. Um, and so that's been a big part of my process and journey of you know knowing I have so much to say, but um really going on the journey into myself to be able to activate that level of consciousness and knowledge within myself to really hone that in to really understand what that knowledge is to embody as I've already said to really embody that that divine consciousness and that divine knowledge so that I can be in my divine authority when I then share it with other people you know that's that's been yes. the journey. that has yeah. been yeah, there's been a lot that's been wanting, you know, I've, I've done many podcasts, but I think I'm really stepping up now into um, speaking about the higher level stuff, the things mm. that maybe are challenging for people to hear. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. I've been in fear of maybe not not wanting to offend or upset before, and I've had to go on a process mm. and a journey for that. So, yeah, it's been great to be able to, mm. to share from the heart and from, you know, I say my own level of divine, activated divine consciousness. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I resonate with that as well. I think yeah, it's it's a, it's a process for a lot of us, really, isn't it? <laughs> really is. We're all on the same journey. We're just different different parts of it and different times. That's it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. No, thank you. I look forward to um, yeah seeing it back and uh, listening to your other your other the other ones you've got in your series. I know. The ones you've got in your series. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to the more the expansion from this as well because I feel like it's great foundation. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I look forward to, look forward to seeing them all. Oh, <laughs> I catch no. one.
<lacht> sehr, sehr. <lacht> Gut. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and to this podcast. We hope that you can gain many insights through the art of listening. If you haven't already, we would love it if you can follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if that feels right for you. We've also just launched our first online course, Awakening 101, A Ninja's Guide to Navigating Your Spiritual Awakening, which is 